chapter 8. I know that today feels like a Sunday. So when you see someone, let them know that, hey, we have services that feel like, on Wednesdays, that feel like Sundays. I try to be as short as possible, but, you know, sometimes the Lord speaks to me. Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. talk about about Mary Magdalene, a very well-known person. And we've heard many things over Mary Magdalene. Over the years, there have been many stories written about this woman. And many of the things written that we see outside of the Bible are not true. Many of those stories that we hear are not true. They've even gone as far to give her an identity of someone that is not her. When we look at the New Testament, we see a lady that lives by the law and loyal to God. She is one of the very few women that are mentioned with the four evan- the three evangelists. The problem has always been who tells your story? Who tells your story? When the Lord would put this in my heart, it, it makes me think about who, who tells your story? How does your story count? Because there are people that tell a story about you. And what they did was have coffee with you the day before. There are people that will say things about you that haven't even said hello to you. You don't even hang out with them. They could say, oh, Sister Diana, the one that goes to ADS. Or, oh yeah, Kayla, the one who dances. Sometimes they give you an identity that is not correct. When we look at the scripture about Mary Magdalene, she encountered Jesus. And you know what Jesus did? He did a miracle. And you know what the miracle was? He cast it out seven demons. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, seven demons. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. 
Mary called Mary Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Juas, the manager of Herod's household, Susan, and many others, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Go ahead and take your seats. Tonight that we pray, we're going to be praying for our brother Tony. There were not good news um, from brother Tony. But we believe that whatever the doctor has said, it is not the final word. We know that God at the end of the day is the only one who has a say. But returning to our story, we live in a day and age where it's very difficult to find someone loyal. They're going to tell you that they're going to be there for you when you need them the most. But in crisis, in critical moments, their true heart will be revealed. I have experienced this many times. difficult to find someone loyal. Here where we were reading, after Jesus saves Mary Magdalene, he, she becomes a faithful follower. She became a disciple. And it was even said and theories that said she became one of the disciples. Mary was described as so faithful and she ended up being the most faithful from even those 12 disciples. Mary Magdalene after he, Jesus was arrested, after he was crucified, this is when people say, you know, in the good and the bad. Not just when it is convenient to you. In the good and the bad, look what happens. Instead of hiding himself after his arrest, what does she do? She stays close to the cross while Jesus was being crucified. And who do you think was the first to visit Jesus when he arose from the tomb? When there's a gratitude in our heart, you don't stay. Some may say, stay at home. But you know that in your heart, 
you need to be in the correct place where the miracles happen, where the blessings come from. You need to run to what gives you life. Mary Magdalene was one of them. One of the most prominent women of the Old Testament. I mean, the New Testament, I'm sorry. Why? Because she followed Jesus with devotion. She was a fanatic. She didn't follow Jesus because of emotion or because he fed them. We're going to see that she had money. And and we saw that in verse 3. When when Mary found herself with Jesus, seven demons were casted away from her, casted out of her. And what happens after this miracle, there's a gratitude in her heart. And when there's gratitude in your heart, what do you do? You become faithful and loyal to someone who has done that for you. God honors the people that honor him. God honors the people that honor him. He too honors the ones who honor him. Mary Magdalene was honored by Jesus. And when we go to the scripture, when you see how she was treated, she was given a privilege. They believe that she was the first evangelist in the New Testament. God was honoring her because she didn't abandon her son or the altar. God honored her and she was given a privilege, one that she wasn't looking for. Many times we walk behind people who have privileges so we can have some as well. see these kids whichever one of us we can try and maybe we even want to but we can't do what they know how to do do you understand what I'm saying sometimes my leg get wobbly um, just by walking sometimes my wife isn't here because she knows like it's very difficult for me to get my balance and sometimes I back up a little bit for these dancers to come up here and do all these dance these routines God has given them this talent this ability
this is for who God wants to have mercy on me. I imagine God looking down and and saying, oh yes, I see you. And many times, God gives you the little things. Listen to me. Sometimes the Lord gives you the little things so you can administer it. So when he sees that you're ready for bigger things, he will promote you to bigger things. But there are those who want to start up here, but they don't know how to register the little thing. Is there somebody who understands it? If all you know how to do is clean the temple of God, praise God. Because even in the little, God is trying you. But you know what? He's preparing you to promote you to bigger things. And you may not even know it, but he's maybe moving you to bigger things now. If all you can do is move chairs, then go ahead and start moving chairs. If what you can do is sweep the parking lot, do it. Because sometimes all we're being is tried in the little things. And he's seeing our attitude. And maybe we think, oh, did I go to the university for this? Whoa. I'm not going to ask how many people are from a university or go to a university. Because here, it's not about the person who has the most education. Here is for the people who have God's mercy. And if you're saying, Lord, have mercy over me, the Father's eyes are going to turn this way and see you from, from where you're at. When the little things come to us, tells us how can I trust how can I trust you with the big things if I see you struggling with the little things and when we see Mary Magdalene she didn't ask for it there was just a gratitude in her She walked behind him. And if you give me permission, the thing about today is that people are living in, in comfortability because they don't want to get up and do something. Me and you are building something in this place. Me and you are advancing in this place. And you may say, well, there's little of us. But the Lord will bring his promise regardless of numbers. Mary Magdalene was amongst the first to receive the news about a great miracle that happened when he resurrected. 
She was amongst the first to see that Jesus was no longer in the tomb. Blessed are those who believed without seeing. Mary Magdalene was a genuine person, a faithful person. With her own funds, with her own finances, she followed Jesus. And and I hope I don't just uh, I don't make anyone upset here with what I'm about to say. Should I say it? Should I say it or should I not? of faith and driven even if the men don't say amen to that let let me give you an example let me give you an example everybody all of a sudden gets really scared There's an event for the men that's free with food. And I say this because we've already experimented this. So we have an event and there's free food and things. The first time we did this, out of the many that come to the church, only very few got there. to this event and I met with the pastor and we were going there with a with a conference and and 12 15% of the men showed up to the event and the pastor was amazing he said well if 15% of your men showed up then that's a victory but the women if they have to pay for an event the food isn't free they have to put in donations they still go genuine and generous because there are Mary Magdalene was amongst the the women that supported Jesus's ministry and and who went in and helped as much as they could and there's there are churches filled with Mary Magdalene's that are willing to help, that they help run the church. We have to learn something from them once in a while. Because for a reason, 
they are our right hand. The great faith of this woman won her victory. And it came with a generous a generous privilege from God. Because there was a gratitude. There was a devotion about her. When we are devoted, when we are faithful, you know what? We're also going to win the generosity of the Lord. You're going to give God no option but to bless you because you're touching the heart of Jesus. And you know what the problem with this is? Ask me. There are people that want to win your generosity, your kindness. They want to win it with charisma and money. They want to win your friendship, your affection. But the gratitude that was in this woman's heart that even in the most critical time, in a time so close to death, she was still in her place and didn't run like the 12 other disciples that went to go hide from the ones who arrested Jesus. Are we understanding this? She said, I will stay. I will be right here. She believed in something, that something was going to happen. Sometimes our problem is, is that we move from the cross. We fall back from God. close to God, when you stay alongside God, your faith grows. The closer you are to God, the more your faith grows. I've seen in movies and books, Mary Magdalene was represented as this prostitute. How many of you guys have seen that? There, are, There's even a telenovela that makes it makes it seem like she's Jesus' wife here on the earth. There are many things about this woman that they have given her an identity. They have represented her as a prostitute. But the problem with this is, is that there are confusions with other ver uh, verses in the Bible. portrayed as a sinner, which as you and I are, 
Bible really doesn't describe there are people that take bits and pieces from the Bible to give Mary Magdalene a new identity they mold her in the way that they want You have to know who gives you an identity. People who don't understand this word, they give her this different identity. When we read verse 3, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. She was taking care of Jesus and the needs of the disciples. She helped in the ministry. She was profoundly dedicated to helping Jesus and stayed at the feet of the cross, at the bottom of the cross waiting for Jesus. And while others ran in fear from this, she stayed with him. Magdalene was honored by God that her story was told a little bit different and we should look at it in this way that how will people tell our story how will people look at us How are they going to tell our story? How are we giving identity in these days? As a woman or a man of God? The story of John. Juan who was happy. How are they going to tell your story? What's the identity they're going to give you? I'm going to try to give, come up with a name of somebody who isn't here. I don't know how to translate that name. Pompilio. Pompilio was always down. walking with Jesus, you're creating an identity. The walk with Jesus, establishing a relationship with Jesus, and I'm sorry to use this example, but, but it's not to come out as Sister Diana the dancer.
but instead be Sister Diana, that woman of faith, that woman that never had fear. During COVID, there was a woman praying in Guatemala, going door to door and praying. people began to gather because they noticed that this woman did not have fear. There was an identity formed in someone that had faith. But what will our identity be? How How will our story end? Mary Magdalene was honored by Jesus and was honored by the Father. Many tell her story in a different way. Not as a follower. Not as an official. As someone who gets emotional with small things. (laughs) As a disciple of God, it will always bring controversy. Your spot as a disciple of God, someone who has a relationship with God, it will always bring controversy to those who are only followers or officials or fanatics. You're always going to bring controversy to them. Because you're honoring God, because you're being loyal to Him. about the error that you committed and your life will be marked by this for the rest of your life the Bible doesn't call her a prostitute the Bible called her a sinner and then we start repeating things that aren't true she's a person of a lot of controversy there was no evidence that she was an actual prostitute or a reformed prostitute. And when you see verse 3, she was a woman of money. She was a woman of money. And it said in the last part, and we know this because it says in the last part, that she supported the ministry with her own means, with her own money. Can you imagine that? The Bible doesn't describe other things about her job or her career. But being a follower of God 
does bring trouble. It does bring tough times. Being a disciple will take you to the desert, will take you through the valley of the shadow of death. But when you are going through those valleys, who do you think is going with you? Who do you think is with you? It says, even though I walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid because you are with me. The Bible says, and, and many times I hear this, where where David is given the identity of a fornicator, of a, of a cheater, and they forget the title that he was a man that chased God's heart. When me and you, were, when we repented from our, our paths, God sees us in a different way. And it even says in the Bible that he calls us by a new name. And you can't be calling me by that old name. Because God has called me by my name. God has given me a different name. To be a true follower. Even in tough times. Those who are here on Sunday. The testimony that we heard. The prayer that some of you made that difficult times will come, times of crisis will come, but you are preparing for it. That's why it's important to come on Wednesdays, on Fridays, or on Sunday whenever there's service because you're building something. That's why it's important. stayed by Jesus' side even though he was suffering. And she went to the tomb even though the tomb was empty. When Mary went to the apostles to tell them that Jesus had risen, they didn't believe her and they were the ones that walked with Jesus. They were the ones that saw Jesus' miracles. But she never doubted Mary knew what she knew. She knew that Jesus had resurrected. Jesus knew that he had life the way he gives us life. As Christians, we will always be sometimes considered a joke or we will be doubted. But you will know the truth. You have to know the truth. Oh, look at that person that used to show up. Each day that you were coming to church, each day that you were arriving to church, God was at the point of doing something powerful in your life. And in the middle of your family as well. They know your past. And they will talk about your past. But what God is doing now is he's giving you new life. And you are building upon that. 
You're lifting something else up. And tell your neighbor, I am lifting something up. Say, I am lifting something up. Even if all you can lift up tonight is your victory flag. Because you know why? Because he's equipping you. He's taking you. The person that goes to the gym, what do you think they go for especially? All those people that take vitamins and protein powders. I only go three times of the week. Oh, uh, to the market is where I meant I go three times a week. Some of you as well. But I have seen some men that if they don't go every day, they get upset because they have a devotion to them. And there they go, you know, getting muscles. times we let people steal our identity many times we allow people to steal our identity there are people that are winning your kindness and they're changing you and they're stealing your identity and you're not aware of it. Or we do start doing things that we're not supposed to. But we have to remind ourselves who God is. Sometimes you end up going with the wrong crowd. 
not aware that you're losing your identity. Don't let people steal your identity. Don't let people steal your identity. You are a child of God. Washed by the blood of Jesus. Washed by the blood of the Lamb. And you want to get to the moment where we can find ourselves with Him and He can tell us in the little you were faithful, but but enter in the joy of your Lord. How many believe that you are the joy of your Lord? Go ahead and close your eyes where you're at.